Welcome to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast, episode 59. Welcome to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast with your host, Jack Mountain Bushcraft School founder and master main guide, Tim Smith. I'm your host, Tim Smith. I'm a registered master main guide, and in 1999, I founded the Jack Mountain Bushcraft School. We help people become more skilled, more knowledgeable, more experienced, and more confident outdoors by using traditional skills, a few simple tools, and field-based experience. Whether you're looking to go from city slicker to competent outdoor professional, want to experience a remote expedition, or just want to learn a few new outdoor skills, we've got you covered. You can check out the show notes to this and all of our podcasts at blog.jackmtn.com. When you're there, click on the podcast button. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Lastly, the best way to keep up with our programs and trips is to join our email newsletter. And you can do that at jmbnews.com. Hello and welcome back to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast. We're coming to you live, although when you hear this, it'll be recorded. (laughs) From the Guide Shack, I'm... Joined with uh, by Christopher Russell and Blake Towsley, and we are up here on the Winter Woodsman course, um, 0.65 miles down a track that is now... And what a track it, it was. It is, uh, what, I'd say there's about three and a half feet of snow on the ground, uh, and so yeah, we're off-grid, off-pipe, very remote, enjoying quiet cabin life in the winter, and it's glorious. Yeah. It wasn't so glorious yesterday when we were trying to pack a trail for the old 94 Grand Touring. Skin, skidoo Grand Touring, uh, which is a snowmobile that I have. Uh, it's heavy. It doesn't have a long track. It's not designed for work in like deep powder and in the bush. <laughs> it's designed for like pack trails. So what I, you're saying is the skidoo that we own is not designed for where we are. I got a good deal on it. And yeah, so in order to, to get up here and down, so so kind of what we do in the wintertime on winter courses is for a number of years, we would just walk to, into the field school, hauling our gear on sleds and toboggans. A few years ago, uh, based on how my Cree friends run trips up in northern Quebec, where they'll haul the gear out to a remote camp on a snowmobile. And, you know, I figured that was a pretty good good idea. So got the snowmobile. And, you know, the, the trick is this time of year, because we haven't been here at the field school for, for a while, not since we got all the snow, uh, is to pack a good trail or a good float for the thing to go up and down easily on. And once you have it set, then you jump on the thing, you rip up to the road, hop in a truck and get to town. It, it's a good thing to have in order to get supplies in and out. And it's a really good thing to have for safety in case someone were to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not to say that we will uh this week is the winter woodsman class and the next two weeks after that the boreal snowshoe expedition where we're out unsupported we're walking we don't have that sort of mechanized transfer but but it's nice to have like in a base camp situation so <laughs> three feet of powdery snow three plus feet plus drift so there's a drift up there that's at least eight feet deep yeah yeah <laughs> Well, it's four feet deep now yeah. because we blew four feet off of it with the snowmobile. <laughs> and it took us a while to get. So we were able to get down the hill with only having to stop 15 times. So so the process, <laughs> three feet of powder. So we, we all snowshoed in hauling sleds, 
packs down a bit of a float. We let that sit overnight and sinter, which is the word which comes from, it's old, is it old English or it's Scandinavian for trying to keep witches out of camp? Yeah, Cinderella. 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 The, yep. the old story of Cinderella, yeah. Which is uh, begone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and Scandinavian then... Scandinavian folklore, I believe, is the original when it, where it came from. So you let that thing harden up, and then hopefully it's hard enough where you can drive down on the sled, uh, the, the snow sled, the snowmobile, and... Uh, so we we had the track, the snowshoe trail, and then we tried to bring the snowmobile down, and we went off the trail, and it would burrow itself down to where it was almost disappear. If like if you were looking <laughs> on the level of the snow surface, you'd look and you wouldn't see it because it would burrow down almost to the ground. Well, basically, it, the problem what happened is we followed our each of our trails, yeah, and that was just not wide enough for the snow machine, so the uh, ski would just at certain points would just hit into the powder and just get drug into the yeah. powder. Anyway, I haven't lifted weights competitively or, you know, nonstop for a number of years. But yesterday, lifting a, I don't know, 600-pound skidoo out of the deep powder, I think we over did... Over and over. 600 different deadlifts yesterday. I generally lift uh, skidoos, <laughs> deadlift them, yep. because I believe in functional fitness. Yeah. Right. And uh, now well, it really makes sense. Yes, can yesterday see was my workout for the whole year. I'm not doing anything else. I think, yeah, you could start a gym where you just have a bunch of old crappy cars and skidoos and like, push that up the hill. Yeah. <laughs> like Rocky just yeah. dragging a skidoo up the, yeah. up lift, the hill. Lift yeah. it out of the ditch. <laughs> It'd be a good montage. It would be an would. awesome montage. Uh, so that's what we did yesterday. Yep. Today we started the course. We've been working on axemanship, setting up canvas tents, things of that nature. So the Winter Woodsman course, a fun time, uh, you know, really off grid, lots of deep powdery snow, lots of snowshoeing and, and fun. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the uh, lifting 94 Skidoo Grand Tour. Not fun. Out of four feet of powder. Yeah, not fun. Over and over, over and over, over again, again and then just keep sinking back into the powder. Wow. It's uh but we were joking yesterday that in the in the popular culture, you know, the the sort of bush life or the you know, live in the woods life or bush skills, it's always some guy and like nothing but ferros uh, feather sticks and ferro rods. Yeah, or like snowshoeing across a pristine yeah. <laughs> whatever. No, it's sweat, it's, it's yeah. oh, the snow is nothing but work. It's it's lifting a ninety four grand tour. I gotta cut up six more cords of wood. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, it's just like labor, 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 labor. And you had a thing, you went out last week and what was your thing that like it's not until the tent's set up and the wood's cut, it's nothing but labor. Yeah, it's yeah. nothing but labor. Like, once you get in the hot tent, it's relaxing and you're having a good time and you're eating and you're drinking yeah. uh, fluids <laughs> as opposed to drinking other things. Drinking, yeah, drinking solids? Yeah, drinking solids. I don't know where you were going with that, but <laughs> I drink gases myself. But you know, but yeah, it's nothing but work. And you're hauling, especially well, through uh, powder. Tin. You get there, camp set up. It's a lot of work. It's a lot yeah. of work. So if you're out there listening to this and you, you know, like, uh, if you're looking on Instagram or, or, you know, whatever, YouTube, it's always like the, the end shot, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, oh, the camp is set up. It's all cozy. And it is. It's super cozy. But, man, it takes a lot to get there. It's like those canoe trip photos where the group is like at the, the picturesque waterfall and you're like, oh, that looks great. But you don't think about all the blood, sweat, mud, bugs, and tears that got you there, right? Yes, and that's, truth. yeah. And like with winter camping, there's, that's more of a reality. Like the the sweat, the bugs, like the hardship, the labor, because it's it you know it's only ninety nine percent that, and then the one percent sort of look at me <laughs> selfie photo yeah, exactly. at the end, like yeah, where you actually have time to take a photo because you're not like dying in the well, woods. Well, your hands have warmed up yeah. enough that your phone's <laughs> actually registering that you're touching it. Anyway, so if you're out there and you want to improve your fitness level, 
first get a old banged up heavy snowmobile that's not designed for bush use <laughs> second travel through deep powdery snow where you will consistently every about 11 to 15 feet have to put it back onto a trail <laughs> uh, yeah but the good the good news is like it took us a lot of labor like five hours of labor and a whole bunch of deadlifting that thing but now the the float the trail is packed and we could run up and down it and you know this is now we enjoy the fruits of our labors like oh i need to go to town or whatever or somebody got hurt you know we could get them up to the road in minutes as opposed to dragging them up in a sled and you know dragging any heavy weight uphill in a sled even if the trail is reasonably packed it's still never easy yeah so if you're looking for a good new fitness routine, get an old banged up snowmobile and dig it out of the powder every couple of days. <laughs> or dig it out 500 times in one day. Or just get cocky and start driving it like you're not going to get stuck and then you will get... Or not bring well, it Yeah, shoes. so the, the, the best part of the experience with trying to drag that thing out was Blake being very confident that we had I, packed on the trail. Was it Blake? Up. I believe it was a man I'm named sorry, Bucksaw, Bucksaw Jenkins. Bucksaw Jenkins getting very confident. Bucksaw Jenkins? <laughs> that scoundrel? He was around these parts? Well, we needed him. <laughs> he put Cinderella in that liquor bottle. Yeah. So so he got, very, whoever this masked figure was, got very confident that the trail had been packed down enough and was like, I'll just leave my snowshoes. And then after a little while, we realized he had gone down the hill and hadn't come back up yet. And I just started counting down the minutes and then I got a text that was, yep, I'm stuck. Bring a shovel. Yeah. I believe it was, got a little cocky, Pilgrim. Yeah, there, there it was. <laughs> So yeah, we will probably keep referring back to the great grand touring incident of 2019, but uh, forever, forever. But again, getting back to brush fire, yeah, it's sort of like one of the big reasons why we decided to do it this year is because a bunch of our friends and associates are running this great event in Alberta in June that you should attend because it's going to be awesome, called the Global Bushcraft Symposium. Uh, but it just turned out that none of us could make it work schedule-wise, uh, none of the three of us. Um, and so there was that aspect of it. And there was also the aspect that it, it kind of, we're lacking kind of a social gathering in this part of the world for people in this industry who are just interested in these sorts of things. And, mm-hmm. you know, wouldn't it be fun if we could just get together for a weekend, hang out, you know, trade sauerkraut recipes and, you know, just enjoy each other's company, do a little bit of skills based stuff, you know, but not have it be like, we're going to schedule and plan every three every minute into you know 30 second segments for the yeah, for yeah. the course of the more of a social days, right? gathering yeah. yeah social but hey someone's like hey yeah. uh, i got some questions about pulling a canoe well let's throw one in the water and get out and do it let's hey i got some questions about campfire cooking and you know just lots of kind of mentoring stuff going on and I, you know so it's there definitely will be some scheduled uh course based activities but it's not trying to take the place of like a regular instructional course it's just we want to have a good time, be social, you know, definitely pass on some good information, enjoy ourselves, and whatever. So we kind of had the, this, about two years ago, we decided, or just about a year ago, actually, yeah. we decided, hey, let's, let's do a sort of rendezvous thing. But instead of, like, going and car camping somewhere, like, we decided to go, and, and you guys and then a couple other joined us, and we were out, uh, did a big week-long canoe trip on the Bonaventure River in Quebec that is now... Uh, fallen into the mists of legend with all of the <laughs> sort of ongoing the debacles, all of the embacles, all the ongoing jokes and whatever. Yeah. But, well, what a great time we had. And we said, yeah, let's just keep going and, and do another event uh, next year. And, you know, it'll yeah. be more of a traditional based rendezvous. Yeah. Yep. And it's just nice to, like, we're, we've been discussing to go out with competent woodsmen into a yeah adventure scenario, expedition scenario, and just the pieces just work so much better. Mm-hmm. 
And well, and like you were saying about that, there won't be a lot of scheduled learning, but that it'll be a constant communication thing on those, on the Bonaventure trip. That's what it was. It was, it, even though we weren't, it wasn't a course, but I, we were all around a bunch of other people that had different skill expertise and skill sets than we did. And so it was just a, just, yeah, just communicating between professionals. And yeah. that was a really cool experience. And I am looking forward to that being at Brushfire as well. Yeah. Just fun. Just yeah. to get a good time, get out, you know, do, light some Bodril fires, cook some good food. We are going to have a big food thing Saturday night. We're going to have a big, uh, you know, a huge Dutch oven meal and, and stuff like that. So that'll be, food will be a big part of it. Um, and we want to have some competitions while we're there, right? So mm-hmm. what's a rendezvous without some competition? Exactly. So, exactly. So the Freedom Cabbage competition. Free- Liberty Cabbage. Liberty Cabbage. Liberty Cabbage. Cabbage. That's what they used to call it. We're calling it Freedom Cabbage. Yeah, okay. So then we're going to have the Freedom Cabbage versus the Liberty Cabbage yeah. in, a, in, a, in a cage death match. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the most boring fight to watch. Just two piles of sauerkraut in a cage. Well... That's how it would work, right? Sauerkraut, I think you mean Liberty Cabbage. I mean Freedom Cabbage. <laughs> oh. It's boring only to the I've guy. done it again. Uh, so yeah, yeah you definitely want to get your Crocs uh, started on that. To yeah. Get your favorite uh, sauerkraut recipe going. If, you, if you're planning to compete. So like the idea about, you know, typical woods foods, right? Like stuff that, uh, you know, fermented foods for to make stuff last. And probably some, you know, a bean hole stuff where we'll cook beans in the ground and you know, a whole bunch of stuff. So, you know, the idea, and then if people have specific projects that they're interested in, like, hey, I really have, I've never made a campfire knife or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're, we'll work it in. So again, if you're interested in coming, I think we're going to cap this at about 40 people total. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we're going to try to, you know, really be cognizant of minimizing our trash. Like, I don't want to have a rendezvous and then have to hire like a huge grounds crew to go pick up all the plastic crap yeah. that people leave laying around. Right. You know, we don't want it to be that. We want it to be more of a traditional woodsy gathering where people of like mind get together. And, and part of the like mind is, hey, let's not generate 60,000 truckloads of trash. Sure. And we, you know, we're not renting porta potties or anything. We'll have the, the campus humanure composting system going and everybody can get a lesson in that. And, and like we were talking about before we started recording, just the idea of having, uh, People who haven't experienced them come and see all the systems that we use in order to make off-grid, off-pipe life comfortable and fun. Yeah, and not just not just everyday life, but the I mean, the fact is the systems you have in place and you've had in place for ten years at this at our campus are the reason that our courses can run so smoothly. And they're I think I think they're the the bones of every course we run. Yeah, but this is year 2019's year twenty five. Yeah, we determined twenty five of me doing humanure composting. Um, yeah, but then you know, how do we do dishes? How do we do this? How do we do that? With just about no infrastructure, so it's a pretty it's a pretty cushy life, and we think it would be interesting for people to come and experience that. Uh, again, I think we said we forty people max, yeah. you know, give or take a couple. Um, I think we have a price tag of seventy five bucks yeah. on there, and yep. that'll allow us to you know make sure that we get enough trash cans and trash bags and. Um, put together a big meal for Saturday night for people who were right. wanting to be involved. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not going to be the sort of thing where like you come and are entertained the whole time. We expect people to bring interesting stories, interesting skills that they can share with other people. And um, we should, for that big dinner, we should have people literally sing for their supper. Yeah. Or yeah. dance or dance, whichever you're more comfortable with. Uh, I'm the triple threat. So. I know you are. <laughs> Quando, Quando, Quando. Uh, miming. Ah, yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then so after the trip or after the rendezvous is over, we're going to be running trips, right? 
Yeah, so this is it's a long way to get up here to, to come up for just a weekend, right? I, I always hate to go anywhere where it takes me longer to get there than that I'm at the final destination. So people are coming from a long ways away. The following week, so we'll, the rendezvous will end midday on Sunday. Uh, Monday morning, uh, I'm going to take a group and we're going to go do a master canoe polling and canoe guiding class on the St. Croix River down east. It's the border between New Brunswick and Maine. So we'll head down there and spend a week on the river going over, you know, canoeing, canoe poling, managing a kitchen outdoors, you know, all those things for... A bit of hot tenting. Yeah, I'll probably bring a hot tent because mm-hmm. it'll be cold at night. Uh, but just the idea, you know, it's kind of not, it's definitely not like an intro class. Like you've never been in a canoe, probably wouldn't be a good spot yeah. for you. But you've done it, you've done it a little bit, you want to go to the next level or, you know, you've been guiding a little bit and you want to add some rep, some repertoire to your skill set. And, uh, and just bring your own boat too. Yeah. For that, for whatever the price we have is bring your own boat and then we can, uh, we can rent boats there. Like if you don't have a boat, that's not a deal breaker. We can definitely make sure that you get a boat. It'll just cost you a little extra. Yeah. And if, if you're not comfortable in a boat and can't do that one, where it's the sort of location and stuff is still TBD, but I'll be running a court or a, a trip as well. A shorter one for people that are not quite used to canoes yet. And, just so everybody has a chance to get out on the water after. How long are you going to make that trip? Three, yeah, four days? Probably three or four days yeah. at most. Um, just, yeah, just a chance to get out for a couple nights, see how the, see all the systems they've seen in camp work on trail. I think that's an yeah, important that's part of this. Yeah, that's a huge part of it. And it's a good model, right? You learn, yeah. you learn the systems in a fixed camp where you don't have to pack up and move every day and you can take good notes and experiment with things. And then once you kind of have the basics down, then you put it into play in the field because that's, yeah. you know, that's where the rubber meets the road expeditioning has always been the secret sauce of what we do here and is what kind of separates the crazy crackpot ideas from hey that might actually work so the you know that because we've tried the crazy crackpot ideas yeah. and they don't work uh usually not usually not sometimes we're surprised yeah um but yeah so we've got that going on coming this fall um still wide open we have a web page for it that'll be linked in the show notes and you can check that out it's got some ideas of different workshops that might go on uh, but again, squeaky wheel gets the grease. If there's something you're super hot to do, yeah, let us know. Like we're not gonna do. Hey, could you squeeze a nine week semester class into the weekend and cover all the stuff that we're? <laughs> no, don't don't bother asking. That's not gonna happen. But you know, if you have questions about how do you do the talk about the weather journals that yeah. you guys do or the different techniques for this or that, yeah, that's great. But um, so that's kind of the plan for all that. Yeah. Um, what else do we have to add to that? Anything? There's also a homebrew competition. Yeah. Yeah. For beer, wine, whatever. Yeah. Anything you want. Any type of fermented beverage. Yeah. Or distilled even. Yeah. yeah. We're going to try to limit it so there's not like a ton of like guys running to the store and bringing in store-bought everything. So yeah. the kind of, the idea is, you know, we're celebrating that rural self-sufficient lifestyle. So if there's something that, you know, you make and you're good at, bring some of it and share it. And tell people how you did it. We, we don't ask that you, you know, if you've got like super secret squirrel recipes and stuff, you don't have to share them. But it's about... You know, it's about the experience and about the lifestyle. Yeah. And not to, about specific skills, I guess. Yeah, and to that, like, um, if you guys have, if you guys are interested in coming and you have ideas for fun little, comp- like I said, we want this to be fun. So if you, you know, maybe we have a quickie bow competition where you make it as fast as you can and then see who can shoot it the most accurate and just stuff like that. If you have ideas for that, let us know because I think it would be fun to fill it with good times all around. Definitely. There's always the potential for a Grammy's whoopie pie eating contest. These what do you mean potential? Pies, That's happening. These whoopie pies from Grammy's Country Inn. All in, uh, the portions. In Linnaeus there. I think they, they must weigh at least six pounds and like, you know, 70 trillion calories. Mm-hmm. I saw God the day I ate one of those. Uh, but yeah, stuff like that. Ridiculousness. Yep. Um, 
it will be camping here on site, uh, and you'll need to be self-sufficient there. We've got outhouses, we've got wells, um, but if that's not your your thing, there's plenty of lodging in town. There's lots of cabins around, and as long as if yeah, it's before. Well, we'll see that. I don't know if that weekend is a if that's a moose week this year. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. If it is, there won't be any lodging. But, yeah. but anyway, camping. It's not super cold yet. There shouldn't be any bugs. It's that again. It's that. It's that like nine day window of shoulder season where it's sweet to be outdoors here where there's it's not 800 degrees with 60 million bugs per square foot it's or not freezing below. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of middle ground for us up here but yeah that's uh do you guys have anything else to add uh if you like make handicrafts uh, we're not going to have any like actual vending like there won't be booths for vending but if you want to sell out to the back of your truck or your car that's more than welcome yeah definitely. Yeah, we love seeing handmade stuff up here but if you're like a big corporate outfit if you're who would be an example here I don't know. If you're representing like REI or some other big corporate outfit, don't like call us and hey, how much for a booth and stuff? Because it's not that mm-hmm. type of event. Yeah, you know, no. we're just it's more of a yeah, social exactly. gathering. Yeah, getting, to know, getting to know the makers behind the yeah, craft exactly. kind of deal. Yeah, but if you've got stuff that you make and whether you sell it or not, bring yeah, it and yeah. you know, sell it out of the back. Well, you unless you're Skidoo, because if you can get us another 94 Grand Touring, <laughs> you can come sell those here because those are a masterpiece of machinery. That would be a great. I'd like to, like to get more of a, like a, a 74 Grand Touring. <laughs> <laughs> Heavier and slower. Yeah, it's like that's that's my motto. That's my uh, that's my that's my meme. Is it meme or mem? I don't know. I'm not Tim. sure. I think it's meme. We're meme? we're we're meme. quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that about covers it. We're at the point where we're starting to talk nonsense. Yeah, now. as usual, it always happens. Um, so to recap, ninety four grand touring equals heavy. Yeah, lift it up a lot equals get strong. <laughs> October 12, 11, 12, 13, the Brush Fire Rendezvous here at the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Field School in Masardis, Maine. Uh, come one, come all. Bring food and bring crafts and plan to eat food and yeah. make crafts. Is there a registration for that? Yeah. You register just like you would for any other Jack Mountain program. Just go on the web, fill out. There's an online registration form. It takes you two minutes. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Bring your sauerkraut. Yeah. I'm sorry. Liberty cabbage, freedom cabbage, whatever it is. Yeah, there might be a prize for it. We're not sure yeah, yet. There's a, there'll definitely be a plaque. Yeah. There will definitely be fabulous prizes. Yeah. We just don't know what they are yet. Right. Or if they will just be imaginary. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But they'll be there. Fabulous nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. let's stop. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you think it added good stuff to your life, please leave us, <laughs> please leave us a review wherever you get this. Thanks and have a great day. Hey, Logan, you want to take a picture of us? You have been listening to the Jack Mountain Bushcraft Podcast. For more information on our professional wilderness guide training programs that are college accredited and GI Bill approved, visit us on the web at jackmtn.com.